here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The Department of Injustice has been going around the country, identifying local police forces, and in every case has found them to be wanting. This time it's Minneapolis, but they've never investigated a police force that they that they didn't. Uh, condemn for using excessive force, for being racist, and so forth and so on. Now, of course, they never condemn themselves. It's true. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I posted something I want to share with you, and I'm very much interested in your views on this, too. Because I got the thinking earlier today We've got to do a hell of a lot more. Now, what do I mean by that? There are stories out there. How much prison time? How much prison time might Donald Trump get? I got to thinking to myself, how much prison time might Joe Biden get? If he was involved in bribery scams, if he was involved in other felonious activity, obstruction, How much prison time might he get? Let's say he runs for re-election re- and he loses. So I asked, how much prison time could Joe Biden face if he loses his re-election and is charged with felonies, running the gamut from tax fraud, bribery, obstruction, a host of other federal crimes? How much time? How come that's not in the discussion? You see, it'll be my mission, and should be our mission, to push for Biden to be held to account for his crimes. When the Republicans take the presidency, the DOJ, the FBI will report to them. We must make sure it is a top priority to hold Biden and the Biden crime family accountable. The tactics used by today's Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigation, 
The D.C. judiciary and the Democrat Party must be unleashed against them. Them. It is time to clean out the U.S. Attorney's offices and FBI offices, including field offices across the country and Maine Justice, by time-limiting those who serve in these offices. Attorneys should serve a term of no more than five years. Period. Then get out in the private sector. There will need to also be a full investigation and counting of the top brass at DOJ and FBI, including but not limited to Garland, Ray, and this guy Smith, among others. This cabal has sought to destroy the political, governmental, and justice systems in this country. They must not simply be able to walk away with big jobs from the corrupt media. This is compelled not to get even, although that would be fine, but to ensure that our country never has to go through this again, or at least make it less likely. In other words, these people need to be held to account. Not by a two, three, four year investigation, but by swift justice. The Democrat Party is a corrupt, totalitarian enterprise that will do anything for power. Today it owns our legal system and most of the lower courts. This has to be effectively addressed. Let the discussion start here and now. There must also be an examination of how the judiciary in Washington has been set up and how appointments are made to these courts. Under the Constitution, Congress creates all courts below the Supreme Court. So Congress, by statute, creates these courts, typically it's called a Judiciary Act, and determines how many of these judicial positions to assign to the various judicial districts. We've seen the Democrat Party, Biden in particular, packing these lower courts, just as they've threatened to pack the Supreme Court. And we, the GOP, must become proactive now in addressing this. We should look at term-limiting all federal judges, all of them, including the lower courts. The experiment with lifetime appointments hasn't worked, at least not well. And impeaching judges for their blatant disregard of the law and the Constitution and their political partisanship won't work. It hasn't been tried effectively since the Jefferson presidency, and it didn't work. And so what needs to be done, and we'll think about it in the weeks, months ahead, how to reorganize the federal judiciary, including in Washington, D.C., which is working hand-in-glove with the corrupt Department of Justice and the corrupt FBI. So the question is, how much prison time will Joe Biden get? Hmm. Well, he ought to get a lot. It's another reason we need to win the presidency, folks. It's a very interesting piece in The Federalist, which has been doing a hell of a great job over there, by Will Scharf. By Will Scharf, six reasons the Department of Justice's Get Trump documents case is seriously flawed. You won't read this at National Review. 
You won't read it at National Review. You won't hear it from Bill Barr. Because they're not the font of wisdom, let alone all wisdom. Now that this indictment's been laid out, you have serious people thinking seriously about various aspects of it, how to confront it, challenge it, address it. Sharf writes, proving a defendant's intent and knowledge can often be tough. But it's even tougher here because of the Presidential Records Act. Stick with me. Says, I'm a former assistant U.S. attorney. Worked on two Supreme Court confirmations and clerk for two federal appellate judges. I've reviewed the indictment brought by Special Counsel Jack Smith in the documents case against former President Trump and have serious concerns with the way this case is being framed in the public and with some aspects of the way the prosecution itself is being conducted. You haven't heard that from Bill Barr or our buddy Andy McCarthy, have you? Here are six major issues I see. They need to be addressed by the special counsel's team. Number one, interplay between the Espionage Act and the Presidential Records Act. Others have already spoken insightfully about the scope of the Presidential Records Act. Mike Davis of the Article 3 Project has published and spoken on the subject. And Michael Bakisha of Judicial Watch had a fascinating article in the Wall Street Journal detailing his experience litigating the Clinton sock drawer case. Basically, their argument distills down to the idea that the president's authority to retain personal records, as well as his rights to access his presidential records, make it impossible to prosecute him under the Espionage Act, and that's Section 793E, because the government cannot prove unauthorized possession as required under the statute. Now, with all due respect, Judicial Watch deserves enormous amount of credit, as does their lawyer. But within 12 hours of this case, we brought it up on radio and on TV. Because I have lived these things, close up and personal. Not me involved in any litigation, but people I know, having served at the Department of Justice. But interestingly, he says, I want to make a different point relating to the intent element of the Espionage Act, the statute Trump is being charged under. Section 793E requires the government to prove that the defendant knew he had national defense information in his possession, knew there was a government official entitled to receive the information, and then willfully failed to deliver it to that official. This is a very high set of mens rea, meaning, well, knowledge is good enough, to jump in any circumstances, state of mind. Proving a defendant's intent and knowledge can often be tough, but it's even tougher here because of the Presidential Records Act. You see where he's going with this? It's actually quite intelligent. Presidential Records Act sets up a system where the president designates all records that he creates either as presidential or personal records. A former president is supposed to turn over his presidential records to the National Archives, and he has the right to keep his personal records. Excuse me. Based on the documents I've read and his actions I've read about, I believe Trump viewed his boxes as his personal records under the Presidential Records Act. There are statements he made, quoted in the indictment, that support that view. If Trump considered the contents of these boxes to be a purely personal interest, 
hence his designation of them as personal records. Did he knowingly retain national defense information? This is a very important point. Somebody else made this point a few months back, but I don't remember who. I just remember it was made. It was a good point then, it's a good point now. They actually used the quotes, and Trump has said it over and over again. Those are my documents. Sometimes he references the Presidential Act, sometimes he doesn't. Now, the Department of Justice, I'm talking now, not the article. The Department of Justice has attempted to cobble together these quotes for obstruction arguments. But what this gentleman is saying, no, no, hold on there. This shows Trump's state of mind. That those documents belong to him. That was his belief. Whether it's right or wrong doesn't matter. That was his belief. Did he really think these documents, like years old briefing notes and random maps, jumbled together with his letters, news clippings, scribbled notes, and random miscellaneous items, quote, could be used to the injury of the United States, unquote? Or did he just think of them as mementos of his time in office, his personal records of the four years, akin to a journal or a diary? If he thought these boxes were his personal records, he may have believed NARA, National Archives, simply had no right to receive them at all. Meaning he did not willfully withhold anything from an official he knew had the right to receive them because he didn't believe that anyone had the right to receive them. That they were his. By breathlessly banding around classified levels and markings, the special counsel is trying to make this case seem much, much simpler than it is. And so are the legal analysts on TV. And so is the hapless former Attorney General, Bill Barr, and so many others. And so many others. So, he says here, by breathlessly banning about these things, they're trying to make it seem simpler. Classification levels do not automatically make something national defense intelligence documents, and having classified documents in your possession is not enough to convict here. It is simply not the case that the fact that previously classified documents were found in boxes in a Mar-a-Lago bathroom means Trump is guilty. And yet they put all those pictures in there. Why? To try and influence the public and a jury. He says that's what they want you to think. And that is the media's inch-deep view for the most part, but it's dead wrong. More than anything, this case hinges on the ability of the special counsel to prove, quote, beyond a reasonable doubt, unquote, aspects of Trump's state of mind that will be extremely difficult to prove in this case because of his obligations and rights under the Presidential Records Act, in addition to all the other usual issues. In other words, Trump, he's saying, does not have to be right about which law applies if he believed the Presidential Records Act did apply. And these clowns in the special counsel's office actually put some quotes in their charging papers that should help defense counsel with this point. Now, I've got several more bullets here that this gentleman raised, and I don't want to to speed past them, so we'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. There are many reasons why the prosecution in this case didn't want to get anywhere near the Presidential Records Act for reasons I've talked about, Judicial Watch has talked about in their counsel. And for reasons this gentleman talks about. You have to prove state of mind here. Mens rea. Not the reasonable man. What was the actual state of mind with the president and former president Donald Trump? And he's saying there's an overwhelming amount of information, including in the charging document. He said it belonged to him. Now, if you listen to a guy like Bill Barr, he says... If he had turned over the stuff and stopped jerking around the government, they wouldn't have charged him. But that's the point, isn't it? Why did he hold these documents? They keep his. Why did he keep these documents? Because they believe they be- he believed they belonged to him. They were thrown in boxes with newspaper articles, with other stuff. He believed they belonged to him. Well, he shouldn't have any. Doesn't matter. It's what he believed. Not what National Review believes. Not what Bill Barr believes. Now, there's five more points that he raises that I want to raise with you. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. Before we continue, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, some people collect stamps, some people collect coins. 
uh, I collect mumblers. And we have a new mumbler to add to our list before I get back to this very, very important article. So we're going to play you our famous mumbler collection and then listen to the very end so we can add the new one. Go. What are they? Can you get a funny the ghost tracks? They have an eye. It calls when if you they just gave you gave them. With the, the withdrawal, bringing U.S. home troops from home. And, and, and the, the, the. You know, you know, you know. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. Um, you know, the, the, that, it was, the, 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 I mean, they, 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 they said that. Look, the, 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 yeah, the, why is it him? Why, I, 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 I didn't, if, 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 if we, if we, you know, it, it, uh, you know, it, 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 it. We can walk and chew gum. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. True international effort to pressure. Been impeached for inciting the erection. Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, to confidence in the integrity. Private uh, private uh, 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 economic. Uh, no, 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 don't let, let him. You know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? Bridges and those bonds that are collapsing. And, you know, it is, it is, um, it is, you know, it is not, uh, it is a, it is. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Part of the, um, the, um, uh, Mr. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the. I do some of you to some of the leadership of. Kajan, Kajan, Katanji drowned Jackson. You docs are good. If there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. That was Biden. Today. In Connecticut at some gun control event. Here's the full context. Go. Now, as you, some of you know, I'd usually come down and say hi to all of you. They tell me. There's a storm coming in. Is that right? Is still is that still the deal? That's the truth. Now don't make a lie. As that as that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a dog-faced lion pony soldier. All right. Well, I tell you what. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the White House photographer to come up, and all I'm going to do is I'm going to stand. I can't. I usually shake everybody's hand. But I'm going to stand in front of each section. No, I really mean it. Actually, then, I'm going to finish this first. You can... hmm? What was that? Much time. You. And uh, it's the least consequential part of this whole meeting for you. I promise. All right. God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. Ooh. I'm sure that won't be on the front pages of any major newspaper in America. Shh, don't tell anybody. 
Now, may I ask you a question, Mr. Producer? When he says God saved the queen, is he still thinking of that pride event on the South Lawn? Is that, is that what he said? That line was written for him in a different event. Hey, God saved the queen, man. That's all right. Save that, that guy over there, the queen over there. Oh, oh, oh. No, it wasn't at that event. It was at a event in Connecticut. All right, I've got a lot to do tonight. It's Friday. We don't put our foot on the gas pedal. We put it down hard on the gas pedal. All right, so the first point that's raised by this gentleman, William Scharf, and I'm told by my buddy Joel Pollack, he's running for Attorney General Missouri. He has my vote. I'll endorse him without even talking to him because he's smart. He ought to be a legal analyst as opposed to the legal analysts. So he says, look, the first reason is state of mind. The interplay between the Espionage Act and Presidential Records Act. So he he says there's an independent issue here. You have to prove intent, the state of mind of the president. And if he believes it's the Presidential Records Act and he has a right to every damn thing that when he was president as a private citizen, it's the Presidential Records Act, then that's his state of mind. And these clowns, my interpretation, at the Office of Special Counsel, they include quotes where Trump is saying, those documents belong to me. Now they're doing it to say, see that obstruction. What this lawyer is saying is, no, it's not obstruction. It shows state of mind. He believes they're his documents. And even the government's quoting him. Right, Bill Barr? Got that? Number two, classification and national defense information. Just because something is classified, even top secret, and all these other code words, the alphabet soup, does not mean it is, it is, excuse me, cholera, does not mean it is national defense information within the meaning of the Espionage Act. National defense information for the purposes of an Espionage Act prosecution is defined as one of a long list of items, quote, relating to the national defense which information the possessor had reason to believe could be used to the injury of the United States or the advantage of any foreign nation. He says a lot of the documents listed in the indictment are older or seemingly random. Would Trump in 2022 have had reason to know that a 2019 briefing document, quote, related to various foreign countries with handwritten annotation and black marker, unquote, could harm the U.S.? Or help foreign countries? It's tough to say because we can't see the documents. But that is a question the jury's going to have to decide in the end. And Trump's legal team needs to drive home this point over and over again. That is, classification is not dispositive in this case. Harm to America or benefit to foreign countries is the standard. Anyone who's worked around government knows that overclassification is a huge problem. And a ton of documents end up being classified because of arcane technical rules that may not reflect the real world. The president were to ask the Navy what's for lunch for the next week in Coronado, for example. There's a good chance the answer comes back with a classification marker on it. To put it simply, not everything classified constitutes national defense intelligence information. This case revolves around actual legal standards and statutory language. Not a bunch of scary-looking all-caps acronyms. And by the way, 
not a bunch of covers on documents thrown on the ground, pictures taken up by the government either. Number three, Walt Nauta. Remember, this was the president's confidant. Walt Nauta, N-A-U-T-A, and Department of Justice Misconduct. Far and away, the most troubling side story to emerge from this saga so far are the allegations made by Trump aide and co-defendant Walt Nauta's lawyer last week. You may have missed it if you blinked. Not surprisingly, the corporate media mostly buried this one. Nauta's lawyer, Stanley Woodward, alleged in a court filing, in a court filing, that during a meeting with prosecutors about his client's case, the head of the counterintelligence section of the Department of Justice, National Security Division, Jay Bratt, B-R-A-T-T, quote, suggested Woodward's judicial application for a D.C. Superior Court judgeship might be considered more favorably if he and his client cooperated against Trump. Quote, unquote. That's a crime. If true, and I find it hard to believe that Woodward just made the whole thing up, this is a wild misconduct. Truly wild. It could undermine the entire case against both Trump and Nautis. It could end careers at DOJ if fairly investigated. Woodward is a highly accomplished lawyer. Not the mealy mouth idiot phony journalist. They're talking about a real lawyer here. Woodward is a highly accomplished lawyer. He spent a decade at Aiken Gump, a top law firm, clerked on the D.C. Circuit, and has very substantial experience in government investigations. This is not some fly-by-night TV lawyer. You know, the legal analysts. He is a legal heavyweight, and he is leveling an extremely serious allegation of misconduct against a senior official at the Department of Justice. Watch this issue as the case against Trump and Norda begins to move. We will all hear more about it, I am sure. Number four, attorney-client privilege. The indictment relies on a significant amount of information received in one form or another from one of Donald Trump's lawyers, Evan Cochran, who was compelled to testify in front of the grand jury. According to news reports, the argument for breaching the privilege was the crime fraud exception, which is worth examining in greater detail. The attorney-client privilege protects from disclosure to the government confidential communications made between clients and their attorneys. It's been around for centuries and is considered a core protection in our system of justice. It's been around for many, many centuries since it's even raised in the Magna Carta. Now, it goes on. The attorney-client privilege protects from disclosure to the government confidential communications made between clients and their attorneys. The crime fraud exception, though, allows the attorney-client privilege to be broken in rare circumstances when two requirements are met. First, there needs to be a prima facie showing that the client was engaged in criminal conduct. Second, the client has to have obtained or sought the attorney's assistance in furthering that crime. I've not seen the Department of Justice filings on Cochrane. But I would be interested to know how they argued this. First of all, what was the crime they used as a predicate? 
Was it unlawful retention of the documents? If so, there's nothing in the indictment that I can see indicating Cochran's communications with Trump would have furthered that in any way that would justify breaching privilege. Was it obstruction? It's the most likely option. They pierced attorney-client privilege using obstruction as the predicate crime for the crime fraud exception, saying that Trump's conversations with his lawyer amounted to him attempting to enlist him in a criminal obstruction scheme. Now, we will see how this theory goes for the government. I have my doubts, so do I, by the way, big doubts. But if that is the case, just reading this indictment, it seems as though the obstruction charges may have been structured specifically in part just to get Cochran's testimony in, to help buttress what would otherwise be a much weaker case against Trump on the substantive charges. In any case, the special counsel is going to have to show why the communications in question were a solicitation by Trump to his lawyer to join him in a criminal act, as opposed to Trump asking a lawyer he hired to advise him on his legal defense, to tell him what his options were or to outline what defensive steps may be possible and what was done by others in previous cases like Hillary Clinton's emails. In other words, if Donald Trump said, well, what if I don't give the documents or what if I burn them in a fire? What if I tear them up? What if I use a hammer to destroy my cell phones? What if I bleach bit all the material? What if I put them in my sock drawer? What if I stick them in my pants like Sandy Bird? What if I do these things? What he's saying is that's not grounds to breach attorney-client privilege when, an attorney, when a client is asking questions. If the client says, on the other hand, I insist that you help me destroy this evidence. It has to be pretty black and white. I insist that you light the match when I throw these documents in the fireplace and help me burn them. I insist that you take these documents with you as Lyndon Johnson said to one of his assistants. And don't tell a soul that you have them. Is that what Trump did? Very unlikely, but we don't know. He says, reading the conversations in the indictment, they sound a lot more like honest attorney-client communications than they do crime fraud to me, even with all the ellipses and modifications made by the special counsel's team. I expect a motion by Trump's legal team on this issue. And if they win, that will cut the guts out of much of this case, which I've also been saying, and I agree. It'll be very tough to prove intent and willfulness the way the government needs to without Corcoran, at least based on what we see in the indictment. And by the way, this has a tendency to resonate throughout all the other allegations and charges. That's what he means about cutting the guts out of this. Now we have... Two more points I want to raise with you, but first we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. 
You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Remember that phrase that Bill Barr used and others. Trump was jerking around, quote unquote, the Department of Justice. If you had just given them what they wanted, there wouldn't be a problem. What Bill Barr doesn't realize is he's helping Trump's defense, not intentionally. And that's what people say. Well, why didn't he just give them the documents? You hear this, but why Because he believed they were his. He believed that he, they were his under the Presidential Records Act, but even without the Presidential Records Act. So he wasn't intending to give the information to the enemy or anything else, that sort of thing. There needs to be an intent. Now, you would think these lawyers know these sorts of things, but apparently they don't. Why? Because when you keep bringing in former federal prosecutors, you keep leaving out current defense counsel many of whom were former federal prosecutors. You're bringing in people who give you the answers that you want. There is no reason to keep putting Bill Barr on TV when he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Now, they're slobbering all over him in the left media, mediocre right, and all the rest of it. Fine. Let them slobber over each other. I want to do the .5 and .6 in... uh, in Will Scharf's piece at The Federalist, we will be linking to it on MarkLevinShow.com as we do all the information we use. So you can go to original sources. Same way I write my books. We have more endnotes than anybody else, so you can go look at original sources. This gentleman's running for Attorney General of Missouri, and we're going to see if we can get him on the program on Monday. It's time that people who make sense get a little bit of airtime. You know, like me. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. We're going to make Will Shar famous, or at least more famous than he is, with this piece in The Federalist. I want to hit the fifth and sixth point he raises in defense of President Trump, and then we're going to move along here. Timing. Why now? This is not a legal defect in the indictment, but it is an important point nonetheless. Why are they bringing this case now? They know Trump is the leading candidate for president. They know he's beating Biden in the polls. They must know how bad it looks for a sitting president's DOJ to indict the president's primary political opponent? 
DOJ has long had policies in place to prevent new indictments from being brought or overt investigative acts being committed in the months preceding an election in order to avoid the appearance of political timing. The same reasoning clearly applies here. The special counsel's team did not have a statute of limitations issue. They could have easily just announced the facts as they saw them after the search warrant was executed and all the documents were recovered and then held off on further investigative acts or the indictment until after the November election. Something that's been in the back recesses of my mind, too. Why? But I think we know why. The fact that they did not follow that course is strong evidence to me that a big part of this is the burning desire among many on the left to get Trump. They don't care about the law. They don't care about the facts. They don't care about norms or propriety or anything else. They just want Trump in handcuffs. The fact that our law enforcement intelligent apparatuses are being weaponized in this way against a leading presidential contender is truly a black mark on them and on our republic. If I were Trump's lawyers, I would consider moving to continue further proceedings until after the November election. Let the case sit. The country doesn't need to litigate this right now. It's a great point. We need to pick our next president. If DOJ won't agree to that continuance, let them explain why this has to happen right now. There is no good reason that I can see. Final point, Jack Smith, why him? As you know, I've been pounding away on this. If you could pick any lawyer in the country to handle a controversial case against a former president, a case involving an aggressive, unprecedented use of the Espionage Act, a controversial law in and of itself, what lawyer would you pick? You probably want just a consummate professional, right? Career prosecutor with no political profile at all. White knight in shining armor who's never lost a case. Or you could pick Jack Smith. The single case Jack Smith is most publicly associated with was the prosecution of Virginia Governor Bob McDonald. In that case, using a very aggressive interpretation of the scope of federal bribery and honest services fraud statutes, Smith nuked the career and life of a popular Republican politician before having all his convictions overturned by the Supreme Court in a unanimous opinion. A unanimous Supreme Court smacked Smith down by an overzealous, legally defective prosecution of a Republican politician. And the court's opinion was so devastating that the Justice Department did not even attempt to retry the case. It was dropped. As has been noted publicly as well, Smith's wife is a leftist filmmaker who produced a, 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 a documentary of Michelle Obama, and he currently lives in the Netherlands. Was there not anyone else up to the task on this side of the Atlantic? By the way, you know who recommended hiring this hack? Monaco, the deputy attorney general who is a Marxist bomb thrower. This is not a political prosecution. If Merrick Garland wasn't just trying to get Trump, then why was Jack Smith picked? Like the timing, decision reeks of politics. Will Scharf is a former federal prosecutor who also worked on the confirmations of Kavanaugh and, and Barrett. He's currently a Republican candidate for Missouri Attorney General. We'll see if we can get him on here Monday. Mr. Pollack, you could let us know how to reach him. 
Otherwise, we'll just track them down one way or another. Six great points that you will not read at National Review or hear from Bill Barr. Only here. Only here. Very, very important. If you listen to these people, you would think that Trump has no defense. That he's guilty just by the filings of the prosecution. If just half of this stuff is true, he's toast, says Bill Barr, quoting Andy McCarthy. Quoting Chris Sununu. He's toast. But if one of these major motions succeeds, and they should, almost all these counts go away. Donald Trump has been treated, whether you like him or not, or agree with him or not, he's your candidate or not, Donald Trump has been treated so abusively, so outrageously. And he couldn't win a single motions argument in front of an Obama judge who retired on her last day. She retires and she issues this preposterous crime fraud exception ruling, which I attacked and attacked. I said, my God, you would think Trump's part of the mafia. No, that would be the Bidens, actually. Here is Donald Trump in a video message today. Cut one, Mr. Producer. Go. Will the deranged prosecutor, Jack Smith, be looking at the thousands and thousands of pages of documents that crooked Joe Biden left in Chinatown, D.C.? Then when he got caught, they quickly sent him to Boston. What's that all about? And what about the 1,850 boxes that Biden is fighting to keep secret? And how about Hillary's 33,000 emails that she deleted and acid washed? And then she pounded the phones with a hammer. Will he be looking at the $5 million bribe that was paid to Crooked Joe, but that the Justice Department and the FBI are trying to hide? Much more on that will be coming. We're living in a third world country right now. No borders, rigged elections, tremendous, tremendous crime. All over the Democrat-run cities, murderers are running around. They have no fear of prosecution because the DAs aren't doing their jobs. They're going after people like Donald Trump instead that did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Cut to go. It's no coincidence that these fake <clears throat> charges against me came down the very same day evidence revealed Joe Biden, a very crooked president, took a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. Now, there's no coincidence whatsoever, and he took plenty more than that. And then Mitt Romney jumps in. He's sort of representing the Chris Christie Chris Sununu, Asa Hutchison wing of the Republican Party. It's not really a wing. More like a feather. More like a feather out of place. Wait a minute, Mr. Did, did Joe Biden just touch that Eva Longoria in a place where he's not supposed to? It looks like she pushed him away. So my eyes aren't lying. Right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Unbelievable. But, of course, he won't be sued for sexual molestation or anything like that. No, no, no. So here's Mitt Romney. Now, you're not going to believe what this clown has to say, what this fool has to say. 
So you've heard what I read, do you? You heard what President Trump said. Now listen to Mitt Romney, and this is part of the problem. Cut three, go. I'm angry. Um, the country is going to go through tumult as a result of one thing. President Trump didn't turn over military documents when he was asked to do so. All he had to do was hand them in. I'm sure his counsel told him, hand the documents in, particularly when the subpoena came. But for some reason, he decided not to. He held on to them. Why? That's the question. Why is the country going to have to go through all this angst and tumult? Why did he just turn the documents in? Because he believed they were his, according to even the filing by the prosecutor. And under the Presidential Records Act, according to the Judge Jackson and Obama appointee in 2012, really you can't second-guess a president who makes that decision. That's her ruling. So why don't you grow up and pay some attention, you a-hole, rather than go out there and anti-Trump, and that's all you know. You don't have to support Trump. You don't have to like Trump, even though you wanted to be a Secretary of State and he passed over you. And half of these people are disgruntled, would-be employees or former employees. That's why Bill Barr is on a hate. That's why Romney's on a hate. That's why that slob, what's his name, George Conway's on a hate. They didn't get jobs, or they didn't get the jobs they wanted, or they had their ass kicked out of office. That's it. That's it. I have another question. What about my point? You believe those documents belong to the government to go to the judge? Go to the judge to enforce the what you think is the Presidential Records Act, or even the Espionage Act, and seek an order from the court. You don't have to panel a grand jury and get a search warrant and a SWAT team with armed FBI agents. What are you, nuts? You're nuts! That's what you do to a former president? Are you nuts? You arrest the opposition party's leading candidate that you're running against? Are they your friggin' minds? In your gut, you know, you know this is wrong. And you also know that if this was done to a Democrat, our streets would be on fire. There'd be riots taking place, supported by the media. You damn well know it. So do I. We'd be sitting here debating the niceties of the law. You certainly wouldn't have Democrats going on TV defending a Republican who did this to a Democrat. Like these clowns do now. Wake up, Barn. Smell the marijuana, you moron. Now listen to this idiot, Joe Scarborough. Cut five, go. But how depressing that they've been willing to trash the military when the military wouldn't go along with Trump's coup. They're willing to trash. All right, a-hole. You have no evidence there's Trump's coup. None. So why do you and your bulbous nose go on TV and make such allegations? Why do you do that? What, do you get paid by the lie? Is that it? You know, it's amazing. Let me, let me try this. <clears throat> you look at this Prince Harry, right, Mr. Producer? Right, America? And he's married this Merkel. And he 
dumps on his family, separates from his family, gives up his title, gives up everything to be with Merkel. Does it ever occur to you what kind of spell she must have over him, Mr. Producer? Like a former king of England, same thing. He marries an American divorcee, loses his crown, gives up everything. And by the way, backdoors his own country to Adolf Hitler in the Third Reich. But that for another day. You ever wonder what she had over him? They must be some kind of magician, don't you think, Rich? Something's going on there. Well, I think the same thing with Scarborough. Scarborough was a run-of-the-mill, incompetent, moronic, rhino Republican. Got elected from a conservative district with a lot of military personnel, Pensacola and so forth. Then he decides he wants to go big time, TV and radio. Fails at radio, fails at TV. They throw a lifeline to him over at MSL. Look at this, these, these. This Joe Biden stuff is so perverse. Touching little girls, smelling their hair, kissing them on the neck. What, what is this guy? He's a pervert! Anyway. So you got to wonder, what is it that Mika has over Joe? That Joe would become even dumber and more swarmy than he already is. That's crossed my mind. I mean, listen to Joe. Joe talks like a moron. All right, I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Those are the six reasons, very, very important. Barack Melhouse Benito Obama, he's very jealous of Tim Scott. Nikki Haley. You see, Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama, only he can speak for people of color. That is, blacks and browns and reds and yellows and everything else. The rest of us of all are all albinos. But nonetheless, only he can speak for everybody. And basically what he says is, if you're black or brown or red or yellow or whatever... And you don't share my Marxist agenda? Then you're just another elitist who doesn't care about poor people. Now this, while this jerk's running around making fortune, a fortune. 
off the capitalist system, not even really off the capitalist system. He's getting handouts, basically, to do almost nothing. Almost nothing. And I want you to hear what he has to say. But before, before I do, I want to, I want to set this out. There's a, a piece by, I don't know if this is the guy's real name, Lee Fang, Mr. Producer, of the famous Fangsters. No, it's a real guy. He's got a site. Obama's personal investment deals mirror tax strategies he once criticized. Barack House Benito Obama campaigned extensively during his presidency to eliminate the, quote, carried interest loophole, a tax strategy that allows billionaire investors to evade ordinary income taxes. Hedge funds and other private fund managers use this tax treatment to pay long-term capital gains of 20%, a rate that's almost half of what many working Americans pay on their income taxes. Obama, while in office, said this so-called loophole leads to, quote, folks who are doing very well paying lower rates than their secretaries. However, since leaving the presidency... Obama has employed a similar tax strategy to potentially only pay capital gains taxes for the service he has provided to private business interests. One example of this is Obama's strategic partnership with NBA Africa. He's a partnership with NBA Africa. How come I don't have a partnership, Mr. Billy, with NBA Israel? the hell's going on here? NBA Africa. Venture without making any upfront cash investments. Yeah, Obama's playing the system, ladies and gentlemen. He has some very, very excellent accountants and uh, excellent tax lawyers. I don't know if they're black, white, or red. I don't know. Does he hire them based on diversity or expertise? Nonetheless... He preaches Marxism and lives feudalism. More when I come back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. It's amazing if you object to the... The perverts dressed up as drag queens, trashing Jesus and the Pope, Christianity, Catholicism in particular, uh, then you'll get canned. But 
if you take a knee, you hate your country, you burn the American flag, that's okay. You burn the American flag, people say that's your free speech, right? You burn the pride flag and you'll be hanging from a telephone pole by your toenails. Amazing, isn't it? Let's go back to Barack Millhouse Obama, shall we? He's doing the Axe Files podcast. What is that, Mr. Producer? David Axelrod? Well, why do they call him the Axe Files? As opposed to, say, the Rod Files. That must be a tough interview, your former uh, right-hand goon interviewing you. All right, let's take a, let's take a listen. Barack Millhouse, Benito Obama, only he represents people of color. Cut six, go. Disentangling people's motives, fears, you know, how much of it had to do with the fact that that was the first African-American president, how much of it has to do with the fact that, you know, despite some of the subsequent uh, criticism from, you know, my allies. What the hell are you rambling on about? You think everything you say is so profound. It'll be chiseled in buildings. What, what, what are you rambling about? Go ahead. The most progressive Democratic presidential nominee that we'd seen in a while. It's hard to say. You're not exactly. progressive. You're a Marxist. Marxist. Go ahead. I, I think it is. I, I think it's fair to say that something like the Tea Party does not get the traction, does not generate the heat that it does had it not been for the fact that i represented something that oh come on you're such an egomaniac it's unbelievable the tea party rose up not only in response to you and your crap policies but in response to george w bush and his crap policies don't uh, pat yourself on the head too often there pal in other words the tea party's racist you see wouldn't have gotten traction otherwise what is with this guy you know what i'm gonna say it he's sick he's sick this guy became president of the united states right from the senate after his two-year stint he and his wife are worth hundreds of millions of dollars they're treated like royalty they live in mansions they can say whatever they want. Nobody bothers them. They have a sycophantic press. What is the problem? What do you want? You had eight years, you and the uh, numbskull, Biden. Eight damn years. And isn't it amazing, America, the first black president? did virtually nothing for the black community. In fact, worse, he killed school choice in the black community, which his own children took advantage of because he was rich. Go ahead. Looked like something very foreign to people. Uh, to some people and scary. I think if you tracked Fox News coverage all oh, the way yes, up to. Oh, yes, yes. When we look at blacks, it looks very foreign and scary to some people. 
What is he talking about? It's so sleazy when they when they make arguments against straw men for their own failures, for the failures even more of their ideology. For the failure here, I have a question for Barack Obama. How many Civil War battlefields have you visited? Have you visited one? Any? Same question to Joe Biden. How many Civil War battlefields have you visited? Have you visited one? Hakeem Jeffries? Chuck Schumer? I'll bet among the four of them, they haven't visited any. But if they have, very few. I'm waiting for Lucky Luciano over there at Mediocreite to call them and find out. He's a headline writer, basically. He's a prebubescent Neanderthal. He's not alone, of course. Their man, Dan Abrams, he grows things on the top of his head. It's amazing, this guy. Peter ought ought to be protesting him for that animal he's glued to the top of his head, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. Talking about you know, white people are all being replaced <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that Democrats are deliberately trying. Oh, to bring yeah. Them. White other white people are all being replaced. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So if you support legal immigration, that is, let me put it a different way. If you support securing the border and following the immigration laws that are on the books, then you're a racist. White people being replaced. You know, this guy's such a jerk. He used to brag, quote unquote, that white people were being replaced. Remember that Mr. Producer who used to play those clips where this guy used to say in 2044, something to that effect, America will be a majority minority. Remember he used to keep saying that? Biden says it. And then when you say, hey, what do you mean by that? See what I mean? Replacement theory. These guys are members of the Klan. No, no, no. You're doing things and saying things. You drew our attention. Now you've got it. No, no, no. Only we can say that. They've got all this critical race theory. They have Latcrit, which is Latino critical race. They invent all these poisons of the mind. The indigenous peoples of America. They talk about white European interlopers, colonists, imperialists. That all this, that you can't have illegal aliens who are of color because this is their original home. They're the indigenous peoples here. And then when you say, no, you're not, ah, you're a racist. Of course, as I've said before, you have these, the Jews in Judea and Samaria who were first there like 4,000 years ago. And it's the West Bank of Jordan. When are they going to give it back to the Palestinians? Excuse me? What are you talking about? Palestinians never had it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, immigrants, e- e- yeah. Illegal mm-hmm. you know, immigrants. Uh, and then give them voting rights and mm-hmm. welfare checks to buy them off and, and build the Democratic majority. Is that I not think- happening? It's so funny. When you actually point things out, are not more and more ultra blue cities giving illegal aliens the right to vote? Are they not receiving welfare, public education, access to medical care? What is he talking about? 
they, they, they look how they talk about this stuff. You know, when he was president, when he was senator, I begged him to come on the show. And he wouldn't. He'd rather be interviewed by the Rod. The Rod Files. Go ahead. Uh, uh, that argument probably gets less traction if it wasn't me who was president at the, at the time. Oh, get over yourself, will you, you jerk? We had to deal with it with Clinton. We had to deal with it with Biden. Yeah, people only started to talk about illegal immigration when, when Obama got elected. I seem to recall us having a Levin surge when George W. Bush was pushing his idiotic immigration reform bill. Remember that? No, 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 you don't understand. It was only a real issue when Obama was president. Get over yourself, you jerk. Cut seven, go. Um, you know, suggestions that I might be uh, trying to impose Sharia law. Uh, you know, I don't Nobody know. Nobody said, I mean, come on. you. Look how he just weaves around. Couple of kooks out there make a proposal, and so that means all of you. How many of you suggested that Obama would impose Sharia law? I just wish he would have imposed constitutional law, that he would have complied with that. That would have been good enough for me. Go ahead. If it's Joe Biden uh, at the time, yeah. rather. I don't remember that meeting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So I, I, I don't think that there's any doubt that. Race has always been the fault line. In, what would in, you do if it wasn't? What would Obama do if, quote unquote, race wasn't the fault line? What would the Democrat Party do if, quote unquote, race wasn't the fault line? I'm telling you, I skewer these individuals. As I will explain on Tuesday. Just have had enough. I brutalize them. I rip them apart. I've had enough. Go ahead. American politics, society, and culture. It, it was the first it, it, and the most powerful, the most elemental. Race was? No, it wasn't. You go to these Civil War battlefields. One is more horrendous than the next. If you really want to learn about your country, take your kids to the Revolutionary War battlefields. Take your kids to the Civil War battlefields. If you do go overseas, whether it's in the Far East, North Africa, Europe, take them to those battlefields. Take them to Normandy. And while you're at it, go to Auschwitz in some of those camps. And then think about Barack, about what Barack Obama is saying today. Barack Obama hates America. Axelrod hates America. In order to be a top Democrat in this country today, an elected Democrat and appointed Democrat, you have to hate America. And I'll prove that point also in the following weeks. You must despise your country. Barack Obama is not proud of America despite the fact he was elected president <laughs> twice, elected to the Senate. 
by an awful lot of white people. I despise the way they condemn this country. But racism has always been the tool of the Democrat Party, really, since it began. Woodrow Wilson, it was his tool against blacks. Now it's the tool against whites. Maybe again it'll return against blacks. You don't know. But this is a party that relies on it, depends on it. I'll be right back. Mark in. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. So Joe Biden's out there railing against guns. He's in Connecticut. He knows that's where that horrific slaughter took place at that elementary school. And it was horrendous. So I have a question for Joe Biden. I have a question for the media. I have a question for the Democrat Party. I have a question for the gun control fascists. Simple question. How many illegal weapons have crossed the border since Joe Biden has been president? How many AR-15s? I'm just curious. Do you know? I mean, if we have millions of people crossing the border illegally, about a million of whom are getaways or gotaways, if we have fentanyl coming over by the tons and we can't stop it, If we have drug cartels, drug cartels in charge of our borders and have and have locations in all 50 states. If we can't track over 100,000 miners in this country who've come here since Joe Biden was president. How can we track the weapons that are coming across the border? Why am I the only one who asked such a question? How do you control guns when you don't control your damn border? So if we can't track people coming across, we don't know where 100,000 or so kids went. I asked a very simple question. How many weapons have come across the border illegally since Joe Biden has been president, Mr. Producer? Do we know? I dare you to find... The information on the internet, Miss uh, uh, America, you won't. You know why? 
They don't even track it. Some people guess, some people estimate. doesn't mean a thing. Of course they won't track it, because you can't track it, because we don't know. Now, why wouldn't there be an enormous number of weapons illegally shipped across the border because Joe Biden won't enforce our immigration laws? The cartels and others can make a fortune off of that. And they do. I'm sure. Why wouldn't they? So Joe Biden's solution is massive police state, gun control, gun confiscation, gun monitoring of you and lawsuits against domestic gun manufacturers, not to secure the border. Now, the communist Chinese know this. The North Koreans know this. The Iranians know this. All these hideous, murderous, inhumane regimes know this. So, of course, they're sending weapons across our border. So Joe Biden, this is what I mean. The guy's such a schmuck. He's such a moron, just like Obama. Oh, we have these policies. Your policies suck. Next question. How many Americans or other people in this country have been killed or maimed from weapons that have been shipped into this country illegally? We don't know. They don't keep that number either. Ooh. How do you like that? I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Boy, it's the final hour of the week on the program. And so, we drive even faster. Many of you are on the road. Uh, many of you are settling in at home. I want to say hello to all of you. Please don't forget to watch Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Among other things, we will have Jim Comer on the program. We're going to dig into the Biden scandals like few others have. We're not one of the greatest U.S. attorneys to ever be U.S. attorney. Brett Tolman from Utah. And we're going to have a killer opening statement from me. Now, if you don't think you can watch it live, by all means, please set your DVR tonight. Set it now so you don't forget. It won't hurt you. 
As I said, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. These are all going to be extraordinarily important programs during the course of the next weeks and months because of what's at stake. What's at stake? Everything's at stake. And I like to feel this one hour on Sunday as an hour of sanity for you. An hour of information. An hour where we reinforce our principles and our faith and our families and our beliefs. One hour. That's all we ask. If you're interested. Life, Liberty, and Levin is probably the most unique program on television. Because I let the guests finish their statements. And I bring on guests who I think are compelling. I'm not filling time. It's just like this radio show. People ask me, you know, you do these opening statements, these monologues. They run anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. How do you prepare for them? I'll tell you how I prepare for them. I typically spend three to four hours before the program doing research, scribbling little mark notes to mark, getting my thoughts in between my ears. Nobody writes my comments for me, just as nobody writes my books for me. I think when people do that, they demonstrate that they're really not up to the job, and they're very misleading to their audience. Every syllable that comes out of my mouth is my syllable. And if I'm using somebody else's historic speeches or whatever, you'll know, because I'll tell you. They deserve credit. But I put it all together myself. I decide who the guests will be. I have an opening question. I don't have other questions listed or anything. I want to see where that answer might take me. I'm observing what the person is saying the way you are. The way you are. So it's a really unique format. It's a format that 50 years ago wasn't unique. It was the rule. But today it's the exception. Because hosts want to be heard. They, they want to show you how smart they are. I do my opening statement, and then I'll ask a question of one or two guests, and I want them to show us how smart they are. Then I get a question sometimes, how come you never have leftists on, like, like a Bernie Sanders or an AOC? Don't you think I've asked? Or rhinos, like a Romney or a Christie? Don't you think we've asked? There's something about me, Mr. Producer. These people are scared of me. I don't know why, seriously. I'll treat them with respect, but it will be a battle of intelligence. There's no question about that. And so I decided, well, what am I going to do? Fold up my tent? No. I'll bring on interesting people, some of whom you know, some of whom you don't. Substantive people. Intelligent people who have something to add. Because if you're going to spend an hour of your life which is really 40 minutes of substance on my show. 20 minutes is commercials. That's pretty typical. Then, if you're going to give up time to watch my show, then I need to make sure that it's not a waste of your time. 
that it's not the same damn drumbeat over and over again that you get from one show to the next. I'm talking about MSNBC and CNN. And that's what I try to do. I think we've been successful at it. It's not hard. Just ask an intelligent question of an intelligent person and shut the hell up and let them answer. But in all seriousness, I want to thank you all because that show wouldn't be what it is today but without you. Yes, my mouth broke there. I think a lot of the people who view the show come from this show, radio. They move over. But in any event, hundreds of thousands of you do set your DVRs. This Sunday's Father's Day. So I would encourage you to do it. Do it tonight. Do it now. Do it this weekend so you can watch the program. I know a lot of people who do that, including in my own family. Let me take this occasion to wish all of you fathers and grandfathers happy Father's Day. We know how to define men and women on this program. It's a remarkable thing. But I want to thank you all those of you who are involved in raising your families and making sure that your children get the kind of you know life's experiences and role modeling as as they ought to get because if you don't give it to them nobody else will from a man's perspective and yes a man's perspective is different from a woman's just like their genitalia and everything else we don't we don't need politicians to tell us otherwise And I'll take a moment to wish my father in heaven happy Father's Day. To wish my father-in-law in heaven happy Father's Day. My brother-in-law, happy Father's Day. And all the other fathers out there who I don't specifically identify. All right. I want to read something to you which is very sad. And yet it's being pushed by the Democrat Party. Look, let me ask you a question. Let's cut to the chase here. Have you ever heard a single leading Democrat condemn this transgenderism for little kids? Have you heard one? Who is it? Just put Schmanchin to the side. Anybody else? No, you haven't. Or drag, drag queen events for elementary school kids. Have you heard that? No, you haven't. Have you heard them condemn pornographic books in the elementary school libraries? No, you've heard them defend them. Well, there you go. How much more evidence do you need that the Democrat Party is the place of perverts? I'm going to read something to you from Epic Times, a great site. Girl sues hospital for removing her breasts at age 13. Sickening. Sickening. And you slip and fall lawyers out there, you could be doing the nation a great favor by suing anyone and anything that contributes to this kind of mutilation of children. And put them out of damn business. Pretend they're the tobacco companies. Zachary Stiber over at Epic Times, the hospital and doctors in California 
are facing a new lawsuit for removing the breasts of a 13-year-old girl after she claimed she was a boy. I, I, I almost can't read this, but I'm, I want you to hear this. The defense carried out, quote, ideological and profit-driven medical abuse, unquote, when they prescribed her puberty blockers and hormones and later performed a double mastectomy on a 13-year-old girl. Charles LaMondre, one of the lawyers representing the plaintiff, Lila Jane, said in a statement, Jane, now 18, was influenced by people online when she was just 11 and told her parents that she was a boy, prompting them to ask for guidance from doctors. Notice the Democrats and the left, they never talk about how people are doing this for profit. Just like they're doing abortions for profit. Defendants did not question, elicit, or attempt to understand the psychological events that led to Kayla to the mistaken belief that she was transgender, nor did they evaluate, appreciate, or treat her multiple-faceted presentation of comorbid symptoms, said the suit. Instead, defendants assumed that Kayla... A 12-year-old at the time, emotionally troubled girl, knew best what she needed to improve her mental health and figuratively handed her the prescription pad. There's no other area of medicine. No other area of medicine. This is very, very important. Where doctors will surgically remove a perfectly healthy body part and intentionally induce a diseased state of the pituitary gland. based simply on the young adolescent patient's wishes. Doreen Samuelson, a psychologist not named as a defendant, by contrast told Jane and her parents that she couldn't receive puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones due to factors such as her age. Jane, whose given name is Kyla Lovedahl, has since detransitioned or resumed identifying as a girl because she never transitioned. How many of you, let's be honest with each other, have had little girls that used to play with G.I. Joes? Or little girls that used to be called tomboys? And if you said, are you a boy? Yes, I'm a boy. And they run around on the, in, the, in the playground, in the recess, like little boys. They dress like little boys, but they're little girls. How many of you, again, let's be honest, have had little, little boys? Instead of like playing with dolls or uh, baking or whatever, whatever you want to attribute it to. So an adult steps in, licensed doctors, licensed psychiatrists and psychologists, teachers, educational bureaucrats. And they forever destroy the kid. And if you raise objections, there's something wrong with you. And if you want to take pornography, pornography out of the little kids' libraries. So your little Johnny and your little Sally, your little Joshua, your little Muhammad, I don't care who they are, are not exposed to this crap. These school boards are so embarrassed by it. You take one of the books off the shelf in elementary school libraries, you stand there, you open, you start to read from it, and they rule you out of order. 
Joe Biden calls this book banning because he's a sick bastard. That's why. And I'll say it a thousand times. He's a pervert. The way he puts his hands on little girls. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. The way he sniffs their hair. If he does that to my granddaughter. What's he call the guy? Corn cob? What is it, Mr. Producer? Corn pop? I'd corn pop him. What do you think of that? But did you hear that, Mr. Producer? Mark Levin threatened the president. No, I didn't. I can just smell it now over there at Media Matters. There they are. Ooh. Pass the marijuana. Okay. Oh, wait, did you hear that? Yeah, right at that. Anyway, let me continue. So Kyla, who's now 18, is currently receiving psychotherapy for mental health issues such as social anxiety disorder. Because now she's really been screwed up by the professional doctors, you see. I say this. If you're a doctor and you did this to a little girl, if you're a male doctor, you should have the same thing done to you and to your part. If you're a female doctor, you should have the same thing done to you and your parts. The lack of therapy and outlining of possible side effects from the surgery meant the doctors didn't provide Jane with informed consent according to the suit and so forth. You know how many cases like this are going on in the United States today? And if you're a parent and you don't go along, states like California, they're looking at punishing you now. I have advice. Get the hell out of that state as fast as you can. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I know, you're getting sad. So am I. You're getting sad because I'll be leaving you in about 35 minutes. But I'll be with you again Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific, all times between and around. Father's Day Sunday, and look, more the reason to set your DVR so you don't miss the show, Life, Liberty, and Live In. I encourage you to do that. It's a killer. It's a killer. I focus like a laser. You know, it's not five days a week, like so many of these other television shows and hosts. Once a week. Just once. Not five. Once. Known radio, of course, where there is no visual, unless you have a ditto cam, as Rush would call it. I only do three hours a day. But I should make it four, particularly in New York. Four. Maybe I will. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. It's an amazing thing, you know, America. 
how the politicians want to get their hands on our children. How the school boards, the educational bureaucracies, and the teacher unions want to get their hands on our children. And what do they want to do with our children? Fifty years, certainly a hundred years from now, is two, three generations away, they look on this generation. They're going to say, look at what these parents did. Look at what these adults did. If they didn't abort their babies, they surgically mutilated them. If they didn't abort their babies, they surgically mutilated them. This is the Democrat Party. From eugenics to partial birth abortion to genital mutilation. This is the Democrat Party that claims it knows better how to raise your children than you do. This is the Democrat Party where the candidates run for office saying your children are their children or I guess the government's children. Now what is that? It's Marxism. That's what that is. Marxism. To separate parents from their children. If not physically, in every other way. Control-wise. They started doing these, this in colleges and universities, and it worked. Now they moved all the way down to elementary school. Book banning. Yes, I favor banning books that are pornographic and sexually explicit. Joe Biden hasn't read a book in his life. He looks at the pictures, so he doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. Joe Biden is fondling little girls. That's right, I said it! Smelling their hair. Fondling Eva, what's her name? What is her name? Longoria. I put it on my head, I can't stand her. Eva Longoria. And in fact, I was watching our buddy Jesse Waters, his show during a break, and they're doing... They're looping it like seven, eight times so you can't miss it, Mr. Producer. And he's sliding his hand slightly on her, her, hold on, left breast. No, her right breast. I do know the difference. And she quickly pushes his hand down. She knows what's going on. It's like, what? And, and you won't read it in the New York Slimes or the Compost. It's all okay. I guess they do this in the newsrooms. I don't know what they do in the newsrooms. How many of their children have had their breasts removed? Or their penis removed? Or a penis added to a little girl? How many of them? Then they pretend it's okay. It's not okay. And I will say this to the Los Angeles Dodgers. You can go to hell. You can take those baseballs and stick them. Every damn one of them. You're You're religious bigots. That's what you are. Religious bigots. And I want to salute those baseball players who have the guts to stand up to this. They're the ones who deserve the Medal of Freedom. Joe Biden says he stands with the transgender community. 
let me put out a warning to the transgender community. May I do that, Mr. Producer? You don't want to stand there, Joe Biden. Trust me. We not only have a man in the Oval Office who is mentally... He's mentally spent. Let me put it that way. But he's a pervert. He's always been a pervert. Tara Reid had to leave the country. She went to Russia. She would rather go to Russia and live in Russia than be anywhere near Joe Biden. But he'll still be endorsed by the editorial page of every major newspaper in America. Why? I guess they're filled with perverts, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Not in the least. Representative Pramila Jayapal, representing the great city of Seattle. And I would say she represents it very well. Uh, I would say that uh, she is, what do they call people who live in Seattle? I, I, I feel Seattleites? Satellites? Seattleites, Mr. Producer? What do they call them there? It's like if you live in Portland, what do they call you? Portlandians? Portlanders? What do they call you? Here she is. Cut 18. Go. Is it really free? Student loan. Well, it is um, really trying to ensure that families, the majority of families, um, earning up to 125000 for an individual or 250000 Aren't you sick and tired of these political clowns, these Marxists? Telling you how we should rearrange society, how we should spend your money to bail out other people, how we should spend your hard-earned money while they're bankrupting your Social Security and your Medicare, while they're driving inflation and interest rates to the roof, while every hanger-on and person on the dole is receiving your money for your labor? Aren't you sick and tired of the geopals of the world? The famous Giapal family? Is it Giapal, Jayapal? What the hell is it, Mr. Producer? Jayapal, I was wrong. Go ahead. Are able to access higher education. Is part of it paid through a tax on Wall Street, individual stock transactions? Put that in, but yes, yeah, certainly there's sure. lots of different ways to pay for it. We, we don't suffer from scarcity. Listen, we don't suffer from scarcity in this country. Exactly what has Jayapal, Jayapal, Jerk, Apal, what, what exactly has she done to improve this country? Anybody? Of course, nothing. But she has a million ways to screw it up. She and Bernie Sanders and Ayakh, Talib and Omar. Do you know Jayapal, Jayapal, Jerkapal? Do you know, do you know she is the... The chair birthing person of the, what do they call it? The progressive uh, group, whatever it's called. In other words, she's the chair birthing person of the Marxists in the House of Representatives. The squad, uh, no, there's not a scarcity. We can tax the crap out of anybody here. That's what we do, by the way. The Republicans in the House, I want to salute them right now. They are circling back, as Kevin McCarthy said they would, and they're gunning for more cuts in spending. 
The Democrats have threatened to shut down the government. Now think of this. The Republicans want to trim the budget. And the Democrats are saying, we're cutting everything. We're killing the budget. If you don't give us everything we want. Unbelievable. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Please don't forget, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, ah, whatever. Anyway, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Again, if you don't think you can watch it live, please DVR it. I know you're going to love it. It's a, again, we have very, very important programming going on throughout the summer now. Some people just relax. They take off Fridays. They've got, now, I don't do any of that. First of all, I don't relax. Secondly, this is too important to ignore. So please check it out. Uh, 8 p.m. East, uh, Eastern Time. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, on behalf of you and for you, the patriots of this country make this country work. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
next week, ladies and gentlemen. And it's a great honor for me to share it with you. Trust me, I'm blessed and I know it. Don't forget, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, Life, Liberty, and Levin. If you can't watch it, please DVR it. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and all the grandfathers and all the husbands out there. And Tuesday is a huge day. <clears throat> we'll be talking about it next week. It's a very exciting week next week. But this week is officially over. The weekend begins now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. We salute the truckers and the men and women, the freedom fighters all over the world, including Ukraine and Taiwan. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Zelda. Good night, Smokey and Gigi. Good night, Indy and little Barney. Good night, Patton and Rory. And good night, Marty. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. And good night, America. God bless.